G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. My name's Lockie, I'm the host of this experience and it's my job to help us guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that we can grow our faith throughout the week. This week, we talk about a topic that is super close to my heart. I absolutely love it and it's silence and solitude. Now, before you go, no, nah, I'm gonna skip this episode because that is just so foreign and scary to me. Can I just encourage you to lean into this episode? Chris and I talk about how silence and solitude is going to impact your life for good and how you're going to grow closer to Jesus by implementing this practice into your life. So I hope you enjoy it and we'll see you at the end. All right, excellent. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good too. I think we're just going to get cracking with our part two of Habits of Jesus Chris Podlick is is here to join us, and Chris, I'm not going to ask how you're going because I know how you're going. the The question is, do we let the listeners in on the reality of podcasting? Oh, look, I think we should. Yeah, we've got to do it. You know, we, behind the scenes. This is behind the scenes. Don't tell anyone, but we're recording this right after the the one we just did. Um, oh, part one. Yeah. Well, that this people would have listened to part one a week ago. Exactly. And we're just continuing on because we love it so much. I will say we had a quick break. Um, two mm. things happened. One one for me. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it, Chris, or anyone that's listening. Can you hear a bit of doof doof in the background? Is it just me that can hear it? No, I can't. I can't hear that. Okay. Because we just got a brand new sound system for our house and uh, all our housemates are very excited. So they're downstairs just checking it out. Yeah, so if you can't hear it, that's all good. I can hear it, but that's all right. It's just getting me in a, in a good mood. The second thing that happened in the break that for you was a week, but for us was two minutes and 52 seconds was the Batman trailer. Oh, how good. How good. I don't even know what to say at the moment. Is it like Christmas for you? Because. Oh, it's like someone just revealed to me part of my Christmas present, but I can't figure out the whole thing. So now I just want Christmas to come now. Of course, that would make more sense that it's the trailer, not the movie. So yeah. So yeah, the movie, when, you, you are saying the movie is like Christmas. Oh, the movie would be like Christmas, yeah. It, it takes a lot for something to like Batman related to really turn me off. So I was always excited for Edward Patterson as Batman, but now I'm even more excited. Edward Patterson? Who's, is that, um, hang on. No, no. What's his actual name? Edward, is that, are you saying the, the Twilight guy? Yeah. Is it? Robert, Robert Pattinson. But his name is Edward in Twilight. Edward Cullen. Wow, this just shows my lack, my done. lack of knowledge of pop culture. That I is combined, I combined both of his names into one. Oh dear. So if you have tuned into two weeks in a row, the Habits of Jesus series, you will know that Chris knows nothing about both High School Musical and Twilight. So you should be disgusted. We, we need, a, we need more, Chris. We need more. Okay, maybe, maybe I should do a pop culture series. It forces me to look at some uh, of these things. That's yeah. fair. I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. No, me neither. I'm not with it. We'll, we'll let someone else do that. Yeah. There are much more qualified people to talk about pop culture than yeah. us. Yeah. But that's great. Let's get cracking in because mm. this is great. I love how we, uh, last week we've kind of laid the foundation of what this series is going to be. And this week we've looked at just a, a really practical thing that you can implement in your life um, that is going to help you out. And, and that's what I'm excited about. Like it, it will help you out. And, and I know that I personally know it does because my COVID season um, has allowed me to implement this in my life. 
Um, so we're talking about silence and solitude and, you know, everything went into lockdown for a few months there. And in that time, I got to, to spend a lot of time on my own and in silence and particularly with God. And so I, I recognize the importance of it and I've now carried that into my everyday life, which is great. So please, uh, please stick around and listen because it's helpful. Chris, I know um, it's helpful in your life, right? Like you, you find a lot of value out of this stuff. I do, but I would say I'm not someone it comes naturally to. So if you're someone thinking like, ah, I'm not going to listen to this because it's, I'm just not one of those people, me neither. So I, anyone who knows me knows I like to be in perpetual motion. Um, (laughs) So being silent and solitude is just not, not really. Yeah. Well, that's good because uh, the, the practical application from this podcast, we'll give it to you right now is to sit in a blank room for four hours by yourself. Um, so we want you at the end of this podcast to just sit there and do nothing. Can't take your phone. Can't take any food or water. And you've just got to sit there. And connect. Oh, that sounds like my idea of hell. <laughs> no, yeah. of course we're just kidding. I think the really cool thing is that through adopting this practice of silence and solitude, we want to make it work for your life. We want mm. to make it impactful, but we'll also talk about how, um, in order to make it work, there's got to be some sort of intention and sacrifice to it. Um, it doesn't come naturally to Chris. It doesn't come naturally to me. However, the habits of Jesus probably actually don't come naturally to a lot of us. Um, if we're honest, we our natural state, our natural ambition takes us the opposite way of Jesus. Um, however, we're apprentices. We're on the journey of following Jesus and we're on, a, on the way to becoming more like him and doing the things that he would do in his life. So there you go. Is that is that good? Good start to the to the second part of having a fantastic. Here. That's a fantastic intro. I'm feeling I'm feeling it today. It's going to be great. Yep. Um, so Chris, I guess uh, probably a good thing to start with um, for mm-hmm. our first question of the form Monday, which is to create a rhythm of solitude and silence in your life. I actually just want to unpack firstly how Christianity could be different to say self help and motivational speakers and things like that. I mean that you know, there's a thousand, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of books and resources out there at the moment, mm-hmm. not related to Christianity that are kind of saying the same things um, about habits and about, you know, yeah, sure. journaling and silence and solitude or meditation, things like that. So how mm-hmm. is Christianity different? How is this practice um, maybe even more broadly, not necessarily talking about silence and solitude, but how is Christianity fundamentally different to self-help? Yeah, sure. Well, I think, at its core, self-help is all about how I can pull the best out of me, um, how I can pull, you know, whether that's the way I think or the way I behave or, <clears throat> but everything has to be driven internally from me. And Christianity differs dramatically from that um, because Christianity says, well, the answers can't be found in you. Uh, you're not the source of the answers. And, and I actually think Christianity makes a whole lot more sense uh, just in the sense that if, if I am the root cause of all of the problems in my life, why would I turn to me for the answers? Why would I keep thinking, you know what? I've been struggling with this one thing for ages or I keep bumping up against this one problem. All of a sudden I'm going to have a, you know, a spark and I'll be able to figure out a way through it. Um, to me, that just makes no sense. And so Christianity actually says that, the the way to experience life and life to the fullest is not found within you. It's actually found with outside outside of yourself. 
It's actually found when you give your life away and when you begin to follow um, the teachings of, of Jesus, who we just believe is the author of life. And so it's not aligning yourself with yourself. It's aligning yourself with the author of life. And so it's, it's very, very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, it's really interesting where the, the crossover between kind of secular, so non-Christian and Christian comes into play. <clears throat> uh, I'm just doing this kind of leadership paper at the moment. Um, and it's talking about the differences in secular and, and spiritual leadership. And I've yeah. noticed that there's this really big push for servant leadership um, in the non-Christian world because mm. they've realized that, Hey, if we serve people really well, there's going to be more productivity. And it's really interesting that now this is coming back through the, the secular space when Christianity is actually built upon that. And so what I, what I'm, the link I'm trying to make here is that a lot of these stuff that's coming through the self-help, I think it's roots somewhere in Christianity where, Hey, you know what? Like I think we are meant to live intentional lives and things like that. And Jesus is going to help us to be intentional with our lives. And, um, and I think that if you try and tackle it without Jesus, as you said, trying to be the problem, solving the problem that is yourself by being the, being the solution is a hard, is a hard um, run. And so just, yeah, looking at these problems and saying, how can I, with the help of Jesus, um, you know, find a solution and, and, and get better. I don't know if that made any sense, Chris. No, I think you, I think you're pretty on the money there, Locke. And I think as well, like a lot of people who do get into self-help sort of stuff and go to the conferences and all that. Um, people who take it seriously do get to a point where they, they start to go, well, is, is this it? Like, is this all that there is? Sure. It might G you up for a while. Um, but yeah, you kind of do get to a point where like, is this really all that, that there is like, um, and I think it does leave you wanting something more or something else. Um, but the problem is if you don't know where to look for that, it can be really hard. And so I would say that the more is found in Jesus. Um, but yeah. That's great. Well, I mean, in that lens, through that lens of, of Jesus, going into question number two, how will silence and solitude alongside Jesus in, in the view of growing faith, how will that impact my life or, or any of the listeners' lives? Well, I think it's a tool to be with Jesus. It's a tool. It's a lifestyle choice to help us be with Jesus and be with Jesus distraction-free, be with Jesus um, without an agenda. One of the ways that I like to look at it is um, when, when I was in America, we used to do this thing uh, when we'd go out for dinner and maybe people do it here too, where uh, what everyone would put their phone in the middle of the table and we'd stack them on top of each other. And if anyone grabbed their phone during dinner, they had to comp the bill for everyone. Gosh. And in America, you're putting a 20% tip on top of that. So you don't want to ah. be copping that. But the bill, the food is also a lot cheaper over yeah, there. And so, um, and, and really what we would, effectively signaling to the group that we were with is like, Hey, we, you know, your phone, you can connect with the people on your phone when you're by yourself, but we're here right now to connect with the people around um, this table. And I think silence and solitude is a, is a practice to help us be, to help us kind of connect with God and be really intentional about connecting with Jesus in our everyday lives. So it's putting aside any distraction or anything that's actually going to separate you from the attention with, with God. Is that what you're saying? So in the same way, when you're with friends, it's probably a good practice to, to not have your phone, to not have distractions because you're there to be with your friends. 
saying that when you want to have some time with God, it probably isn't, you, you probably couldn't spend time with God if you're preoccupied. Yeah. And this is, this is why there's two components that it's a silence and it's solitude. So it's, it's being alone with God. So that solitude part, but then there's also the part where you sit in silence. And so like, just as when you're with a friend, there are going to be times when you're silent with them because you're listening in this practice as well. There are times when you want to be silent because you want to listen to what God has to say to you as much as you do want to have times where in the solitude you're talking to God. Yeah. Right. So uh, we will probably talk about that more and we'll unpack that what it looks like. Cause you might be mm. thinking, hang on, are they actually going to suggest at the end that for four hours, we're going to sit in a room on our own. Um, the answer is no. I think it's, it's, it's more enjoyable than that. It's yes. um, yeah. Continue listening with a sense of curiosity potentially, because um, that might help you to, to really understand, Hey, it's, this isn't a bad thing. This is actually a really good thing. That's going to help you out. Um, yeah. Whereas we, we get kind of conditioned, I guess, in our fast paced world that, that this is really kind of awkward and awful thing. Um, mm-hmm. But, but I guess going from there, does Jesus actually expect me to have solitude and silence in the craziness of our world at the moment? Like, is that like this world is insane. It's fast paced. It's hyper connected. Um, does Jesus expect me to be able to do this in my life? Yeah. I think that's, it gets to that challenge of like, Oh, you know, is it law or is it grace? What are, what's the expectations? And, and really I think Jesus wants for us to have solitude and a little bit of silence. And it's interesting because I would say that for a lot of us, what we want is a little bit of escape from the noise. You know, we, for a lot of us, we want to escape from um, the constant notifications, from the constant emails, from the constant phone calls, from the constant being on kind of approach to life. And for a lot of, um, for a lot of people, the way we, we try and deal with that is we numb ourselves out by getting on the scroll, by watching Netflix, by trawling YouTube. Um, and, and we just try and, and, and numb ourselves out to all of these distractions by putting another distraction there. And so I think what Jesus wants for us is Jesus wants us to have the opportunity to live a life that's not so full of distractions, a life that's not so um, divided in its attention. That's really interesting. I've kind of, I've said before that if you wanted to live a simple life, like you would go and just live in a cabin on your own. Um, And just like, like that, that is a simple life. But I guess that the call of what we're, we're doing here as being Christians in the world, influencing our world, we can't, we can't be in a cabin on our own a thousand kilometers for anyone we've got to be connected so there's this tension of being connected into this this really crazy fast-paced world but actually finding time to sit at the feet of jesus being an apprentice learning from him in silence and solitude and i think that is just the 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 tension that we'll find ourselves in you know for the rest of our lives and we've got to somehow find find a way to operate within that i think it's I'd, I'd almost rethink that analogy. And I'd almost say like going and living in a cabin is a disconnected life, but we always have to fight for simplicity wherever we are. Simplicity is this thing that we always have to fight for. It's not something that just kind of like magically comes based on our location. And I think this is one of the things that always intrigues me about people who say, Oh, I'm going to move to Sydney to, you know, or move to Melbourne because life will be different there. 
And the one thing that always comes to my mind is like, yeah, but you go there. Like, so (laughs) if there are rhythms and habits that exist in your life that, you know, cause you to be distracted or cause you to live with noise, they're not going to move just because you change location. Uh, They might move change for a little bit, uh, but eventually they'll start to creep. um, They'll start to creep back in. Yeah. And they'll, yeah. That's really interesting because I look at a practice like silence and solitude and everyone, I'm sure that everyone listening and everyone kind of in the world would, would love to have um, like double or triple the amount of holidays that they have that Mm -hmm. in the, in the rhythm of their year, they would love to be away at the beach or just away from life and, and um, you know, spending a lot less time working and a lot more time relaxing. And I think that in the long run, a, a practice of silence and solitude it, it gives rest throughout the day. It gives rest throughout the week um, rather than kind of, you know, limiting rest to be on these two week blocks or one week block or kind of long weekends. We actually get a practice of rest and rejuvenation throughout, throughout our, our daily life. And um, that's kind of my hope is that for our listeners that they can learn to, you know, you can learn to, to find that silence and solitude that's going to really recharge you throughout your day and not just at distinct points throughout the year. Yep. I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, Chris, like, you know, what if I've got three kids Mm -hmm. or, or two, you know, I mean, from what I've seen of people that have one kid, that's enough for, you know, that's, that's a lot. (laughs) Um, you know, what if I, uh, am a full-time worker, full-time student, I serve on 10 teams at beyond church, no, we wouldn't let that happen. I serve on four teams at Beyond Church um, and, you know, I'm busy every day or whatever whatever I'm doing. And, like, I genuinely do not have time for silence or solitude. What what can I do? Yeah. I would, um, I would ask, well, what do you have time for currently? And I think if you want to find out what you do have time for, one of the easiest ways is to pull out your phone and see how much time you actually spend on it. Cause it's scary for some people um, just how much time. I mean, if you pull out your phone and you see like, wow, I've spent 90 minutes today on social media. Okay. So you have a free hour and a half somewhere in your day. Um, and, and I think that's one of the challenges. And, and when I see this modeled in Jesus's life, it's interesting um, because I think people assume that our oh, Jesus kind of just, Jesus had no competition for his time. Jesus was so far removed from us. He was in the first century. He didn't have people trying to pull him every which way. And that's just not the case. When you look at the gospels, like Jesus was constantly surrounded by crowds, constantly surrounded by people who wanted him to meet their agenda. Um, He wanted that they, people wanted him to start a revolution. People wanted him to heal, you know, come and heal my son, come and heal my daughter. Hey, come and come to this house, come to this place. And something that I noticed about Jesus is that even if he was out late at night, he would always get up early the next morning and spend time in silence. And so I think the challenge with this keystone habit is to ask like, like what do you have time for and what are you currently making time for in your day? And if you want a little bit more quiet and if you want a little bit more silent, like silence, what can you remove? Uh, Cause I know it's true in my life that I severely overestimate just how much free time uh, underestimate rather how much free time and how much space I have. And I think it's true for a lot, for a lot of us that we're not as busy 
as we like to let ourselves believe that we are. So that's one part of it. The second part of it is um, I would, I would ask people to think is the way you're living today going to help going to be sustainable for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years of your life. Um, Cause if you don't have time today to breathe, if you keep doing that all day, every day for the rest of your life, is that going to be a sustainable pace to live at? And if the answer is no, um, then I would encourage maybe to rethink or change the way in which you're living or approaching life at the moment. Yeah. Wow. That's um, pretty, pretty hard hitting. Um, you know, it might, I think be, with the, might be more confronting for some people than others, but yeah. And I think that's kind of just, just the challenge with this sort of stuff is because it's really easy to make excuses that I don't have time, but the reality is, you know, I, I say, I say things like that. And then if a phone call went and that was an emergency, I would drop everything. So the reality is I have time for things that I value. I have time for things that I I say are important or I feel that are important. Um, And I think the question is how can we begin to see the importance of silence and solitude in our, in our own lives? And um, there's a really great book kind of talking about that self-helpy stuff um, by Cal Newport called deep work. And within this book, Cal Newport looks at the idea that at, at how actually living um, like all the research behind distraction free approach to work. And he specifically looks at like work life here. But one of the things he says is that the more you try to do, the less you actually accomplish. And so I think having a habit or a rhythm of silence and solitude in our day actually helps us to um, I don't have a really eloquent way to say this, but essentially helps us tackle our day instead of letting our day tackle us. I think when, when you wake up and you're straight on your phone, you're straight with the noise, you're straight mm. with the distractions. It can almost feel like, Oh man, the day's, the day's tackling me. And we say that phrase like, Oh, the day got away from me or the day kind of, <laughs> you know, this day kind of kicked my butt. Whereas when you start a day with a little bit of silence, even if it's just five minutes, to think through, to pray through the day, to maybe ask God, Hey God, do you have anything you want to say to me today? Mm. Then you begin to tackle your day. And all of a sudden you begin to feel like, okay, <clears throat> you can handle that day a little bit more and you actually accomplish far more yeah. in the long run. Yeah. That's really interesting. Cause I think about the question, like what if I genuinely don't have time for silence or solitude, but we're talking about five minutes here And I think the important thing is that five minutes can set the tone. And so I I saw a stat, I think it was like 93% of people, you know, in our kind of society uh, sleep with their phone by their bed. So naturally the human, like we wake up and one morning we go and go for a run because that's what we're feeling motivated to do. But the next morning, it's probably a lot easier to check my Instagram stories first thing. And so um, what's that, what that's doing is setting, like that's setting the the standard for your day. You know, that, that's, uh, that's saying, Hey, this is, this is what I'm going to let really, you know, set the tone for my day. Uh, I've heard it called the emotional equilibrium. I think I said that right. It's a big word. Um, it sets the, it sets the tone for the day. And what we do with silence and solitude is we say, Hey God, this is your day. Um, 
what do you want to teach me? What can I learn? How can I best serve you? And imagine if we just spent our first five, 10, 15 minutes, we, we got out of bed, we, or we stayed in bed, whatever it was, but we got a coffee or a cup of tea and we just sat and we just said, Hey God, this is your day. And I'm going to choose to live, live uh, in a way that pleases you. And we just actually, you know, like I think everyone can do that. Everyone can set an alarm five minutes earlier or get out of bed and just not look at their phone. There's plenty of time in the rest of the day to look at that. Um, and I think there's, there's a great quote. There's a book called The Art of Focus. And this is sp- talking specifically about work, but I think this can apply to all of life. It's by um, David Brooks. And he says that if you want to win the war for attention, because that's really like, if you say I don't have time for something, what you're saying is my attention is somewhere else. So if we want to win the war for attention, don't say no to the trivial distractions you find on the information smorgasbord. You know, like, cause I'm, I think then of like Facebook, like, Oh, I'm curious about this. And yes, I want to know what that transfer rumor is in the football market at the moment, but try to say yes to the subject that arouses a terrifying longing and let the terrifying longing crowd out everything else. And I think for those of us who are followers of Jesus, if we have this longing to learn and understand Jesus more, um, one of the questions that we need to be asking is, well, what is what is currently in the way of us living out that longing and and continuing to follow Jesus? And and is that something that's really worthwhile standing in the way? Mm. Yeah, wow, that's a that's great. Love those thoughts, um, Chris. I'm just wondering as we wrap up this episode, we've mm. kind of got through our questions, but is there anything uh, else we can just give to our listeners, maybe in the last two minutes, to just say? this is what silence and solitude will do to your life. And this is what a rhythm will, will really do. This is why this is a, a good topic and a good thing to kind of wrestle with and, and get a handle of. I think if you just want to start it, cause it's a little bit foreign to some people. I think the easiest way is honestly, just, just set a timer on your phone for 90 seconds, turn your phone over. So you're not looking at it and just sit there in silence and just ask the question, God, is there anything you want to say to me today and maybe there's nothing, but just sit there in silence and, and let God speak to you and, and do it in a place that isn't crowded by distractions. You know, if you've got a room in your house or maybe you need to go for a walk around the block or maybe you need to, yeah, like you said, like kind of get up and when you get up, don't go straight to the kitchen, maybe go out to the back patio, Mm -hmm. but just sit there, set a timer for 90 seconds and just say, God, what do you have to say to me today? just begin to develop that, that habit of silence and solitude that way. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so hopefully we've, we've made some really productive ground for your life. Um, cause this is one of those habits that now will, will really set the tone, not just for your day, but for your, for your life. And so I think I just want to point you in the direction of a really good podcast that I listened to. It's half an hour and it's by two guys who write about hurry and hustle and things like that and how it's really getting out of hand in it in our society. So it's, it's a, it's simply a podcast called silence and it goes for half an hour. I'll link it in the description. So if you want to actually learn more about the practice of silence and what it looks like and what the benefits will be, I can really highly recommend this, but from us, Chris and I, um, yeah, begin to, to create a rhythm of silence, solitude in your life. It'll, it'll really change, but also flip back to the beyond a home. If you want to hear more context about what that looks like. Um, but Chris, I think that's, uh, that's all we've got today. Uh, all we've got time for today, really excited for, uh, for people in our community to begin 
or to really improve their practice on silence and solitude. Excited, excited to hear stories of how people begin to uh, incorporate this rhythm into their own lives. How good, awesome. We'll, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Actually, Chris, you've got a you've got a bit of a holiday from Beyond at Home. Sorry, from the uh, well, from Beyond at Home and the Beyond the Message podcast. So you enjoy your few weeks off, and we'll see you in a couple. Is it about a month? About a month. Sounds good. Cool. See you, Chris. See you, mate. Well, hey, thanks for listening to the Beyond the Message podcast. We hope you really enjoyed it and got some value out of it this week. If you'd like to connect with us at Beyond Church, go to our website, www.beyondchurch.com.au or find us on social media and we'll connect back with you. Apart from that, have a great week and we'll see you this time next week.